Hello, TSF family. We wanted to start off by saying thank you. Thank you for listening to this podcast and for your hard work to love yourself more and for your feedback. Can you believe it's been three years that we've been doing this spiritual fix and it has been such a beautiful labor of love for Anna and me. We have loved doing this work. We've loved hearing from you and we love exploring ourselves and each other alongside our listeners. We wanted to put out the call for three ways that you can help support us to support you. One, we would love you to leave us a review on iTunes or follow us on Spotify. Two, drop us an email and let us know how much the podcast means to you. And three, you can donate monthly or even just once to our PayPal patronage. Every little bit helps and we are so grateful to those of you who have donated already. Thank you. You help make this podcast possible. Thanks, y'all. You can go to our website, www.thisspiritualfix.com for information on how to pledge as well as to email us. Hello and welcome to episode 13 of season 5 of This Spiritual Fix. Today we will be speaking with David Joy Gals and her students about her program called Marrying Yourself, in which you learn to create and form a lasting relationship with the most important relationship you'll have in your whole life, that with yourself. This spiritual fix. Two mystical mamas hacking the self-help game. With Anna Stromquist and Christina Wilson. David Joy Gals, LCSW, is an experiential psychotherapist and has been for over 30 years. She works with individuals, couples, and groups integrating psychomotor therapy, the power of sacred ritual, and trauma resiliency methods. She has given monthly experiential workshops for over 30 years, and she's the author of two books, Rearranged, Never the Same, The Nature of Grief, and Toolbox of Hope for When Your Body Doesn't Feel Good, as well as an online interactive year-long program called The Marrying Yourself Journey based on years of guiding people through deep inner work in preparation for making vows to themselves in a group wedding ritual. For more information on Deva and all of our panelists and their bios, please go to our website at www.thisspiritualfix.com. Hello, Anna. Hey, Christina. How are you? I am wonderful because we have such an amazing episode for you guys today. We have an entire wonderful panel. I'm here to welcome more formally David Joy Gauss and the entire panel that we have here of participants in the Marrying Yourself program. Deva, welcome. Welcome. Thank you. Welcome. So glad to be here with both, with all of you. Yes. And we will introduce our individual panelists when they come up. So we're so grateful and we're so happy that they're here today. So we are going to jump right in. Deva, how did this Marrying Yourself journey come about? Well, it starts back 30 years ago <laughs> when I was going through a divorce painful as that is, and grieving and simultaneously contemplating what marriage really is about. And uh, I was asking myself, is there a marriage where there is no divorce? And the answer was clearly yes to myself. So as I'm going through this letting go process with my partner, I started going, hmm, what 
what would that mean? It just completely held my attention and it, it helped me to embark on this year long or more so journey. And I remember thinking about my husband at the time and thinking, you know, he's mirroring to me my masculine aspect and I need to get to know my masculine more and help him grow up more. And so I really grew into knowing the feminine and masculine. I started romancing myself and really showing up to myself in the way that I had longed for in my marriage that wasn't happening. And that opens all these doorways, including a lot of retrieving of myself. I was quite, I was a flaming codependent at the time, really like into focusing on, on him and for my sense of okayness. And so this all started to turn around as, as this thought, this intrigue of, wow, what would it be to marry myself? And so that led to me getting engaged to myself. I'm a romanticist and it, there had to be an engagement time. And there really is a reason for premarital counseling. So I definitely dove into my own inner work and just really stayed with it. And uh, about a year later, I got married in India and really felt different. I knew that there was like earth plates inside of me shifted in a way that no one could ever take away, nothing could ever diminish. I knew that I was solidly with myself. And in, upon returning, people in my life were like, God, you're like radiating. I, you know, what happened? So I created this weekend workshop and people got engaged in the beginning and they got married at the end and they loved it. It was like 20 something people. And I was like, oh my God, this is so not it because I had stretched and I was uncomfortable and I did my burning and my searching and my finding and went into some very uncomfortable spaces and as well as growing into this joy. And it really does take a while to bake. And so I made a commitment at that point that I would never do that again, that format. So I was living, you know, living as a married person and that too is a, a, a pathway. And is by what that means is that I am my number one beloved relationship. I source myself for what I need. I obviously I open to loving other people and I am remarried and this and that. But my first marriage is to myself. And that means really listening to my own needs, really paying attention to what I feel, expressing and advocating, setting boundaries, nurturing myself and caring for myself and making that number one priority and getting my, really deriving my sense of worth and self from within and in all sorts of ways, including, you know, a spiritual relationship with myself and spirit as well as all parts of me and young parts of me and learning how to parent myself and so ultimately, actually, I think it was Sonata who's in our, our circle. It's like, I want to do that. I really want that experience. And so this year long program was created and we've had it now several times of groups of people going through it. And this past year, it has been a men's circle and some of the men are here tonight and, uh, 
I remember Tony, my partner saying, you won't get men to sign up for this. And then there was like, why not? And sure enough, there are such quality men involved. And then people from out of town were like, I want to experience this. I want to know this because it's not just like I marry myself. It's like, I'm doing all this guided inner work, personal work to actually be really in a sense of substance with myself when I take my vows. And there's an alchemy that happens in that process of getting engaged and doing all this work. So this online course got created. I tried to create it in a book form and it did, I just could not because it's so engaging. It's got so much to do with community and being seen and supported by community. So created this online engaging interactive process that includes other people's work as well, musicians and TED Talks and performance art pieces, whatever's needed to help fill out the module. And we also have the option of, of connecting every Thursday night online and here and there I'm doing a personal in-person thing to help that personal community part of it. It's been, you know, to be present to other people's weddings, to themselves and taking their vows. It's one of the most privileged, intimate experiences I've ever had because it's such an intimate thing to make vows to yourself. And this is, I definitely don't think of it as a course or a workshop. I think of it truly as a life-changing experience because it's so profound on a soul level that when you go through this process with yourself and you're really retrieving yourself from the past and you're really taking responsibility for how you feel and helping yourself to feel wanted and parenting yourself and all of that, that it's just so substantial that your life is not the same. And that's true for myself and people that I've witnessed. Yeah, it's like so solid. This, that give you an idea? Yeah, that's beautiful. That's, uh, I feel like I'm, I feel like I'm like, that sounds amazing. I don't know if you feel the same way. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's incredible. Okay, I have so many questions, but I, I wanted to ask first, you said you got remarried, I'm guessing to another person. That's what you meant, right? Outside of yourself, Tony? Actually, actually, I got remarried to the same man. Oh, okay. Um, okay. Well, either, so, <laughs> all right. But yes. Yeah. It, okay. it is a, it, it an is external a person. And did this an external did, person, did Tony marry himself before marrying you again? No. That, okay. And that was not, but he's done his own inner work and, you know, but no, okay. he didn't, he's interested in it. And he's actually uh, participated here and there. I have brought in some seasoned men but especially we have dove into the male archetypes, the lover, the warrior, the king, Joker. and the magician, and the magician. magician. And so he came in to be the warrior and to introduce that to the men. And he loves the group. He loves the group. He's like, I want to be in this group. But he, he was just part facilitating. Regarding the structure, you said it was, it took, it takes a year. What does the structure look like? And what are some of the modules you use besides the, the talks and the weekly meetings? Yeah. So there are different themes and it does go sequentially, although you could jump around if you, if you need, if you have a need. And so there's a, a really 
you know, to get engaged, we need to really know who we're getting engaged to, right? So the same dynamics that we have in a relationship with another person apply to ourselves. So there's the really growing to know ourselves and there's the reworking of codependency in our codependent patterns. So there's a module about that and there is engagement and how to go through a proposal and what that means. And there's self-retrieval work. So as soon as we get engaged, well, there's actually a module on this, what's called a commitment mudra flow, which is a flow of body movements and invocations, words that we invoke that helps us to really embody what we feel. So mudra is a Sanskrit word that means utilizing body posture to help cultivate an inner state of consciousness. So we, we, this is a big part. It's like the backbone of the whole thing. So we, we do this work and that invokes self-esteem and self-respect and self-compassion and self-kindness and self-reliance and self-empowerment and self-care and self-love. And then I myself know, I myself trust, I myself love, I am my beloved, my beloved is me. So we, we go into that flow and how to really practice that ongoing. And we go into self-retrieval work pretty quickly. And there are, is a sacred ritual that this leads up to. There's a lot of inner work as we look at past relationships and how we gave ourselves away or how we played victim or how we betrayed ourselves or how, how we were off the mark then and forgiveness work around that and cutting the cords and taking parts of ourselves back that got stuck in those relationships. So to move forward in engagement, we have to have all these parts of ourselves with us. So we take a really deep dive into that. There's a module on taming your mind, which is means making your mind your friend, how to work with your thoughts, how to de-invest in the thoughts that hurt you, how to invest in the thoughts that help you manifest who you are and nourishing your soul and loving your body as it is and how to do that. So there's all these and how to give permission to the feelings that arise and not get so identified into the narrative around those feelings. So there's a module about that. There's a module about the feminine and masculine within all of us and how to grow to know the feminine, how to grow to the masculine, what's strong, what needs to strengthen, what needs to be tweaked down, you know, what, what's become too, too prevalent and how, the, how does the masculine and feminine support one another? So there, there's a whole part about that. For example, like in each quality, has is known as more masculine or more feminine and then has a strength and also has a shadow part so for example being receptive that is known as a feminine quality to be open and receptive and then the shadow aspect of that is to be to sponge in and to take in too much and not have boundaries so we we really do a deep dive onto all of that there's another module about the, as I was talking about before, the arc, the masculine archetypes, which helps us to know our masculine energy and how we need to strengthen. 
And there's a module on romancing ourselves and how to help ourselves feel hot and sizzling and get that from inside out and treat us and ourselves in that way. And there's a parenting module, which is a big part of my therapy work with people to really learn how to positively parent our younger selves. And there's a module on the relationship spiritual, you know, whatever that is for someone whatever that is and whatever words one use for to know the essence that's underneath the egoic self and so and to be in that connection with the divine um, and the mystery and then there's it goes on right there's 18 yeah. modules and um, there's a module that's on the online course that will be taking people into really connecting with our larger selves, Gaia and the earth, the mother earth and how we marrying ourselves is really about also knowing that we're part of this, this bigger picture. So, and then there's the wedding, of course, and writing intentions and vows and what are the difference between those and how to really bring substance to that blah, 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 right? It's a lot. So. It's wonderful. I mean, it sounds like a very full year, right? A very, a very full time. That's, that's wonderful. Yeah. I, I feel like I can feel the benefits of all the things that you're saying, you know, are there any benefits that you want to highlight in terms of like, of, of things that you haven't covered yet? You know, what I, I think what I just want to say is that when we make a commitment, to anything, like a really wholehearted commitment. And we make a commitment to ourselves. There's this amazing presence that happens from deep inside and a sense of substance from behind us and all the way through us and a sense of verticalness and being anchored in ourselves. And from that, we can love more. We can love freer because it's not so scary. It, then the other people don't have the power over us. Like people, you know, like, are you going to love me? How, how do I please you? So you love me. Oh, you know, it's not, it's not that. It's like, I embody the love that I need. So I can love you and you and you. So the love grows bigger, which is what it's about. That's beautiful. Thank you. Do you find that certain types of people need need in quotes, I guess this more than others. Like it seems to me, narcissists might already be married to themselves. I'm not sure. And then it seems like society has taught primarily women to not be like this at all. You know, I feel like we've been brainwashed from the beginning that we're incomplete. And I feel like men societally, and they kind of do marry themselves more. Like you see it so much when a baby's born, like the father usually has no problems returning to his hobbies and like the woman is ready to sacrifice everything for the family and things like that. So I'm just wondering, do you see right. certain populations or people that benefit from this more than others? Well, yeah. So women, of yes. So the, you know, codependency is, is in all of us and the masculine feminine is in all of us. I think, yes, women have gravitated to this in a very big way. And I remember telling my friend before I started the marrying yourself for men, she was like, well, why do they need, why do they need it? You know, aren't they already doing that? And, you know, and the men will speak from, from the circle, but that's actually not true. You know, men have so much you know, also have the feminine within them and also really care about 
how others are receiving them and have a you know have trauma and have you know different parts that really need parenting and needing to learn how to source from within in a very in the love place not just achieving and you know yeah so i it's yeah women in general of course are like oh no i think we're raised also as little girls like oh who am i going to marry one day and you know stuff like that right in a way that boys aren't but also anyone who's like really working with relationship issues codependency it's it's really a refocusing yeah yeah that makes a lot of sense and i can't wait till we we're gonna open up i think to our circle here and i'm really excited yeah. to hear everyone's perspective everyone's different perspective thank you so much for being here so Aturo has joined us and Ren, and they are both in the male circle. So where are you guys in your journey? Are, are you in the engagement process or close to the marrying? Oh, I guess it's only, it's only March, <laughs> isn't it? I don't know. Well, no, actually it doesn't start January to January. It, okay. it started, it started like last March or, so, or February or something. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Well, that's wonderful. So thank you, Atoro and Ren. We'll talk to you all in a second. We also have Francis here who has joined us from the online version of marrying herself. Yes. And then we have Lindsay who married herself during the pandemic. And then we have Sonata who Deva mentioned earlier, who has held space for a number of people as well as completed and married herself. Yes. So welcome all. So I'm going to start off. I'm going to start off with Lindsay. Lindsay, would you like to share kind of why you chose uh, to go into this program and, and what are some of the benefits that you found? Sure. I'd be happy to share. So when Deva approached me about the possibility of marrying myself, I was a little unsure, to be honest, not because I didn't believe in, you know, the idea of self-commitment and making vows and intentions to myself, but because I was in a really interesting space in my own relationship. I think, you know, a lot of times when you think about this type of work, you associate it with being in an, a space where you have just gotten out of something and you need to kind of do some healing and need to, you know, reconnect with self and make these promises to never do this bad thing and have this terrible relationship you yeah. had again. And I was not there. I was actually in a space where I had just moved in with my partner and was kind of in this nesting period, if you will. So I was very much into, you know, trying to figure out what coupling and partnership and sharing space and sharing home felt like. And that felt really contradictory to me to then say, you know what, I'm going to marry myself <laughs> instead of focusing on partnership and leaning in, you know, to this relationship that I have. So I wasn't sure. And, but I spent some time with kind of some of what the information David has shared with you all. And just in terms of the type of understanding the type of work that we would be doing with the core, I don't want to say objectives, because it's not really that, but like what what really at the core of it all you would be getting out of this experience like I spent some time with with some of that and just thinking about you know well there probably are things from my past and my past relationships and things within myself that I could work through and I could you know some some of the self-retrieval stuff that David's mentioned and just ways that I could show up more for myself as I as I deepened my partnership with my person 
Um, and that's ultimately what led me to say yes to marrying myself and engaging in this experience. And, you know, having done it, I feel like in the beginning, there's kind of certainly like these bumps in the road where you're like, okay, is now the, really the right time? <laughs> Should I really be doing this? But with every session and every module and every, you know, thing that we kind of experienced together, Sonata actually was a part of, of curating the experience for the group of women that I was with in my marrying yourself journey. But you know, as you get into it, you start to really peel back the layers and experience all of the benefits. Like there were things that I don't think I even realized that I needed to work on that were revealed to me just as part of the entire process. And I think, you know, it in fact has made me a better partner to my partner, but also made me better partner to myself in the ways that I show up in my partnership. There's a lot that, you know, I feel like I don't let get past me. And I feel like I speak up for myself in ways that I probably wouldn't or would not have had I not gone through this experience. <laughs> um, but so, yeah, I don't know if that answers the question completely, but happy. That was kind of my why, you know, I kind of got to a place where I felt like you know, there are some things, there is some healing, there is some retrieving, there is some work that I haven't done in these past relationships that I've been in. And before I deepen into this partnership that I'm, that I am deepening into as we move in together, which is a totally different experience within itself, it kind of was the perfect time to do it, you know, as opposed to doing it once we had already been living together for a long time and I needed to kind of find myself again. It was, I feel like it helped me go into this experience of merging my life with someone else with a clearer vision in many ways and a, and a perspective that I don't know that I would have had otherwise because I was able to kind of say, you know, or identify and call out the things that I experienced in past relationships, call out the parts of myself that might have been insecure in relationship and really strengthen those and be more secure and more confident and more empowered. You know, I, I think I take care of myself so much more in relationship and Deva knows my partner very well. And so I'm sure she sees that in how she experiences us together is in our partnership. So yeah, it's just, it is really it was, it was a perfect time, even though I didn't realize it or appreciate it at the time that I was initially going into it. So, that's, so yeah, that's, that's kind of ultimately my why It's like, I realized, you know, there's probably some work that I could do and need to do that I don't even know about yet. And so the experience really brought that to bear. So, yeah, that's, that's wonderful. Thank you for sharing. I think the fact that you're, you were using the words, like it made me feel more secure and more empowered. It just really speaks to the power because so many people don't have relationships that bring empowerment or security, like, you know, in that sense. And like the fact that that was able that they went by creating the, uh, the strength within yourself, you were able to meet your partner in a totally different way is, is really, it's beautiful. And, and also the reflection that you weren't seeing it at the time, but you, you know, in upon reflection, you know, that's, that's beautiful. Thank you for sharing. Arturo, do you want to go ahead? Sure. So 
I don't know why Lindsay had to call me out like that, but I, I'm I'm <laughs> I'm that person who had that <laughs> experience. So thanks, that was great. So for me, I had just come out of a relationship which I was very serious about. And it had ended and I had left where I was and come back to Atlanta. I had moved cross country in order to be with this woman. And there was a lot of issues, not to say anything bad about it, nothing but nothing but love between us, but I kind of lost myself a little bit and really for the first time in relationship. And so I found myself at a juncture in life where things were drastically different. I was in a totally different place. I was no longer with my person. I was going in a new professional direction. And when I got back to the city, the first thing I did was contact Deva, of course. And she told me about this group that she was doing. And it really felt like kismet. It really felt like exactly the right time to to connect with myself in a different way. And to, I think exactly as Lindsay said, go after some inner stability that was kind of lacking at that particular juncture of my life. And it was exactly the right thing to do. Wonderful. Thank you. Have, have you finished the program, Ototo? No, but we're coming up on it right now. Okay. Do y'all have a wedding date scheduled for the, the, yes? Yes. It's April 15th, actually. Oh, wonderful. So, yeah. So we, we meet once a month and we have for a, a, about a year or more. Mm -hmm. And it, each time we have met, it's been powerful ritual. And in between there's been like inner work that the men have participated in so that when we come together, we move into, yeah, ritual. Wonderful. Wonderful. Thank you. Francis, go ahead. Yeah. Hi. So I have known Deva for, mm, I think more than 30 years. We go way back <laughs> and, and I used to live in Atlanta and I used to, you know, I've, I've known her, I moved away, you know, I moved away from Atlanta like 28 years ago or something like that. And I've reconnected with her over the years for when certain crises happened in my life. It's been awesome. And then last summer, I reached out to her from some something that was going on with me personally. And coincidentally or cosmically, she was <laughs> had this course that she mentioned that she thought I would be actually a good candidate for. And, you know, at first I was like, what, you know, but then it, it, it came and started making sense to me. You're like really quickly, like, yes, I jumped on it. You know, it was going to be, I'm, I'm doing the online version. So that makes it great and accessible. There's so many wonderful things about it, but yeah, I'm, I'm the kind of person, if it, I, you know, I'll just really jump on something if it, <laughs> if it if it you know sounds true to me so i you know trusted her and i took her encouragement and i signed up and i love it <laughs> that's wonderful that's wonderful how how far into it are you so we're doing the online version which is i guess paces about a year yeah so we started it last september october so we're halfway through yeah that's wonderful. it's kind of self-paced so you can it's not, we're yeah. not yeah, yeah. staying on a course. So it's very interesting how it works within our sitting. And we meet once a week on a Zoom call. Wonderful. So, Wonderful. yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Having been halfway through, are you seeing benefits like kind of in, as they trickle out into your life? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'll share a couple of those. 
So I think the funny part I see is that, you know, how you like, I'll take an example of a relationship. So I was involved with in a romantic relationship, you know, a couple of years ago. And, you know, I've, you know, I'm one of these people who likes to figure things out and put it to bed, you know, like had the whole story laid out. So since, so I had the story and, and I, it's changed a little bit, but since I've taken this, been taking this journey, I think I've changed how that, how I want that story to look or how it resulted like three times. And it's interesting because I keep getting more insight into what happens, but in some regards, I'm like, you know, just leave that alone. It's, it's just a story, right? So, and it's, it, 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 unless it's, it's just a story, it's just an opinion, it's a story and it's all I'll ever be, but it has given me, it's given me that information to really look at things in much more open context without, you know, dragging all my history with me and trying to form it into with my history. So yes, it's been very cathartic. That's wonderful. Thank you. Thank you for sharing, Francis. Ren, do you want to share with us, please? Sure, I'll jump in. My name is Ren. I live in Atlanta. I've been working with Deva for several lifetimes now. No, I think, I don't know, three, three years time. Time's weird these days, but something like three years. We're in, I'm in her therapy groups. One of them we meet every, every week and I'm in several Deva adjacent things that we do together. And so she approached me about this and I am a uh, recovering codependent. And this, when she talked about this, I was like, that sounds like an actual doorway. You know, like that sounds, that's the first thing I've ever heard that makes sense to me of like a way out of this way of relating and looking for myself through other people. So yeah, it's been really incredible. It's really cool. Deva, it was great to hear your sort of synopsis of your journey at the beginning. Talk about the sticky places. I'm in a very sticky place right now. It's been a super tough week for me. I'm just like right up against that codependency stuff in a way I've never quite faced it before. Not even close, really. It's uh, it's good to be here and like kind of reconnect with you who who have done and are doing this work just to sort of, you know, relands with what all I have done for myself and like what, how, you know, much I have grown through this and how expansive and amazing this has been. So yeah, I think two things stand out to me of, of that have been like the biggest benefits of this journey. And the first is kind of like Lindsay was talking about, like just the the places that we've been allowed to go and like the lights that have been shown in the different aspects of herself. There's been so many things that have come up that I'm just like, oh my God, like that, that is crucial to like me living a wholehearted life in like a connected way that I want to. And like how in the world else would I have ever even known to look there? So that's come up probably five times <laughs> since we've been doing this of like, Thank God, you know. And then the other part is just doing this with men. I was raised by women and, you know, have not had a lot of solid male influence or, I don't know, examples set in my life. And I've felt very, I haven't felt like a man my whole life because I've, you know, I've been more tapped into the feminine and, and you know, emotionally connected and like and I talk about everything and stuff like that. So it's been a bit of an ostracized feeling for me. So like to come into the circle with men, especially my age that have been able to talk with me and, and talk about themselves and connect on that level 
has been really, really healing just to do that with some dudes that are figuring their shit out. You know, I love, I love being in circle with Atoro. He and I definitely have a, a kinship. So it's been one of the, one of the many, many blessings of this has just been, been that. And, you know, I could talk for an hour, so I'll wrap it up there. That's so wonderful. Thank you, Ren, so much. And thank you so much for showing up for you like with the week that you're having and showing up for yourself and showing up for us here like i really thank you so much like i can i can feel that so it's wonderful you. that you can and i'm glad that there's a benefit to hearing other people's place for grounding your week yeah and like and that, that's another added thing like you know the the level i'm able to be with myself right now even though i'm in this like i would not have shown up to this a year ago <laughs> yeah that's huge that's huge yeah, yeah. wonderful thank you and last but certainly not least, Sonata. <laughs> Hello. Hello. I feel so excited that this podcast is happening and all the work Deva has put into it. I was married for a while and I had two babies and then my marriage ended unexpectedly. And so it really felt like I had like the rug pulled out from underneath me. And of course, right, like in any divorce situation, you know, people take time to recover and kind of put themselves back together. And that's when I met Deva and I would constantly come to her and I would say, and I really want to say this, and I think everybody in this group will agree is that Deva has this incredible joy that she sort of like shines through so I would constantly bug her and just be like but how are you like so happy and how are you like just so joyous you know and, and I just kind of would ask about it and I think you know in one of those conversations you know she just said you know like one thing I did was I married myself and I was like wait a minute what is that you know like tell me everything um and so she like you know shared what she said you know with you all and I mean, I was like, okay, like, when are we doing this? And she was like, what do you mean? So I really like sort of pleaded with her to create something. And, um, you know, it, she put so much like months of thinking and preparing and creating something. One thing about Deva is that she does not skip steps. So I think everybody also in here can agree, like everything that she does is like, very clear very thorough so of course it took like so much time to make sure that it wasn't going to be like we're doing this thing we're marrying ourselves right like it was this like program that if we did do it like once people did it they would be able to walk away and say oh that actually was fundamentally like it changed me right so she created this program and I the first time I did it I married myself with a group of women I think there was 10 or 12 of us and then the second time I did it, I was with Lindsay's group and I did do the whole program as well, but then I helped to just kind of hold space or like, you know, help Deva a little bit. And I, yeah, I'm just a huge fan of this whole program, but I really see it as a discipline. And, you know, one thing I can say like for me is that like so many of us, I think I could speak for a huge number of the population on the planet, women or men, or however people identify themselves is like, we don't really get a training how to do a lot of things. Like a lot of times people will be like, oh, I didn't really learn how to do money or like, oh, I didn't really learn how to cook. So like, we don't really get a training. Like how do we be in relationship with ourselves? That's equally as important as other relationships. And so, you know, this particular, particular thing is like, for me, it really taught me that, like, how do we 
do this, but also do it like in the most like highest regard, spiritually loving way. So it's not just like, oh, Sonata, you're great, you know, but like to nurture and like really love yourself from like the depth of your own heart kind of. And so, yeah, it was really difficult at points, I think for myself and other people, you know, when we did the program, everybody sort of reaches a moment in that year where they're like, I cannot, you know, and David will be like, okay, take your breath, you know, but it, it really does feel like you're climbing sort of a mountain, you know, a bit. And then eventually I think, you know, you get over the mountain and you work through it. And it was a lot of fun. It was so fulfilling to be with like all the different people and see how everybody experienced it differently. You know, when you're in a group setting, you learn from each other and people were constantly like, I have this idea. I have this idea. And people were like, I love that idea. I'm going to add it to my, you know, whatever thing I'm doing. And really the end was so fun. Like the first time that I did it, like we all bought dresses and we got flowers and we got rings. I mean, it was like a big festive thing and we had a feast of a meal and like all this stuff. So yeah, it was just like a really fun wedding and it really did feel like we had done all this work and then we like were able to celebrate ourselves you know so I do wear a ring this is like my little ring I've been married to myself for five years and I, I just I think the last thing I want to say is like the ring really helps because right it's like any relationship like you kind of forget or like you get used to the person you know like you're like oh that was great you know <laughs> but the ring every now and again like I'll see it and I'll be like oh yeah you know like I, I really do need to like have a date with myself or make something special for myself or just like stop and listen to myself you know so you know it's like it shifts your foundation how you think and how to you know approach yourself I think in, in big big ways thank you that was uh very very well put that was very well put especially i love the the reminder of the talisman of like of like really that ring like that reminder like having that in there because it because in so many ways we don't think about it it becomes you know whether you're married to another person or certainly not you know since marrying yourself is not necessarily the most common thing that 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 ring is really that it's it's there it's it says i have a meaning i remind you of your vows and i yeah so that's beautiful. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. And Christina, if I could say in, in getting engaged, also people gift themselves something, whether it's a necklace or a bracelet or a stone they're wearing or, and that is the anchor for the engagement work. And then, and so many people have told me that their vows, that they read them over and over five years later, eight years later, that they are reading those vows that they still that's their foundation. So uh, it is beautiful. You're right. It, it gets immersed into the, into the ring. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Yeah. So I have a question, but first I wanted to say that when Christina first came to me with this topic, I'll be honest, I thought, okay, marrying yourself, it sounds antisocial and anti-intimacy and like escapism. Like it sounds like people who are, you know, fucking done with dating. You know, that's what I thought. Now, I, I think that if you didn't do it with a facilitator like Deva, it could be like dangerous in quotes. Like you could turn into that like antisocial part. But it sounds like what I'm hearing is that you are all really growing in intimacy with yourself. A teacher of ours told us you can only be as intimate with others as you can grow in intimacy with yourself. So my question is, for those of you who have gone through this and have gone deeper in intimacy, how do you experience intimacy with 
another person in relationship to how you experience intimacy with yourself? Like, have they grown together thanks to this course or thanks to the marriage? Okay, I'll start it off because because I did go through this process as I divorced another person and I, I knew I would want, you know, I mean, I'm a very connected relationship person. It has changed my world in relationship to others. As I was saying before, the, the ability to love, like I'm less afraid to love because my anchor is inside and I know I'm going to like really, I'm, it's not that codependent thing of like, are you going to give me what I need? Are you going to give me what I want? But I can clearly negotiate for myself. And I think because I have gone so much deeper in myself that I go deeper with everyone. Yeah. Beautiful. Thank you. Lindsay. I would echo what Davis said. So I did the marrying yourself journey with three really close friends of mine and that was a really beautiful experience too to not only witness all of these other women that I was just connecting with through the experience but to also like witness and hold space for my friends who I have known for years but feel like I was learning about in a totally different way through this journey that we were sharing together and connecting with them, not only within the space, but also externally, like the ways in which we have been vulnerable, vulnerable with each other post this experience, have traveled with each other and been comfortable in those experiences in ways we never um, had before. Like all of that has just changed and transformed dramatically because we shared this moment and this time together and went through this growth and, and this commitment to self together. We talk about marrying ourselves together so much and the difference that it's made in how we show up for ourselves, you know, the I every day and how it sh has shifted what we can deal with and what we accept in relationship with people that we meet or like in their cases. And in my case, with the person that I am with, you know, what we accept just in um, that relationship. And that has just been really beautiful to witness and experience together with people that you are already close to going into something like this and just the deepening of that connection with them coming out of this experience. And, and so I will echo Deva in that, in the way that you connect with other people in terms of like the way that I think about our experience connection with myself, you know, I think as women in particular, a lot of times when we think about being alone or spending time alone or having intimacy alone, there's like this sense of loneliness, you know, and um, disappointment in some ways of like, oh, I really don't have, I don't have a partner kind of, I don't want to say a woe is me, but you know, there's just like a clear gap or disappointment around not having a partner to fill that space. And I experience this so differently like there's there is a lot of you know what I don't need somebody to take me out to dinner I'm gonna go to dinner alone I don't need someone to you know take this bath with me to have this really romantic and sensual moment I'm going to do this by myself and 
enjoy being in my body and being alone, you know, and, and experiencing what that feels like, you know, there is no more kind of shame in solitude. And I think oftentimes we feel like because we aren't experiencing intimacy in partnership, um, that we're missing something. And I will say that I don't experience that in the same way anymore because of this experience. Like I, I lean into the fact that I can spend time by myself and I can appreciate the woman that I am and what I have become. And I don't need, you know, I enjoy the experience that I, that I get when I'm with my, my mate, but I don't need him to feel some sense of satisfaction intimately. And so I think that that is kind of the biggest thing of like, when I feel like I have a moment of like, you know, I really need to appreciate or have, I need really need to feel, I don't know, appreciated for how I look or how I smell or whatever. I just, I think I lean into that so much more about myself and don't really associate kind of this loneliness with a lot of that, that I probably would have five years ago. There's still so much that's that is still feeling that space because of the ways I connect with myself, because of the ways that I connect with other people who I share this experience with, you know, so that's what I, that's what I would say in terms of like how this feels really different for me. Being in partnership and in, in relationship is beautiful and I would not change that. And I'm not for, I am not saying at all that like we don't need that and don't thrive off of that as individuals because I very much do. I, I do require a lot of my partner and <laughs> talk with Deva a lot about that in our, in our sessions, but I also just feel like there are so many ways that I fill my own cup in a way that I don't think I was equipped to do before going on this journey. So, yeah, I was tempted to ask you about cohabitation. It, does it make it easier to do chores together? You know what I mean? To like <laughs> Uh, no, no, I don't know. Okay. I'd go that far. I don't know that I would go that far, but you know, I think, yeah, I don't know if I'd go that far. <laughs> okay, fair enough, fair enough. Well, it make it easier, but you know, I like realize there, there are areas where like I'm going to have to show up more, and there are areas where he can show up more. It's yeah. like constantly uh, just reminding myself of that. There's like a constant a constant exercise of like reminding myself of like, you know, this is just a space where I'm stronger. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Thank you. Does anyone else want to take a go at Anna's question? Yeah. Otoro, go ahead. I really like this question a lot. And I want to clarify for anyone in the listening audience that it doesn't mean that I'm not available. I'm out here. So just putting that out there. But to the question, I feel like Give me the question one more time, if you would. How has growing an intimacy with yourself through this course helped you with going deeper in intimacy with another person? Perfect, perfect. I think at the heart of it, I, I really like the question because it's, it's a very logical way to look at it when you're first hearing about it. Asking the question, well, does being more involved with yourself mean being less involved with other people or less available for other people? And I think the truth, or at least I should say the truth of my experience, is that, you know, you, you have you for life. You have that relationship with yourself for life. And it can be one that is very self-supportive, 
or it can be one that really requires a lot of outside support for a lot of things. I've dealt with some learned helplessness, helplessness in my life. I've dealt with really looking to other people to fulfill me in certain ways. And in my experience in a relationship, when someone else becomes the ground you stand on, you're in a recipe for some real bad things. So I don't think that it's about isolating or about getting away from people at all. Kind of to the, one of the points made earlier, I think that it's about getting in a place where you know that you can always rely on yourself, that no matter what happens, you're going to be there for yourself. And just that deep, deep level of support and commitment and love. And I feel like that's critical. I feel like you know, we can either develop that in life or we can always be searching for it in other people. And so I, I feel like this doesn't, I guess, to what Deva said, this doesn't make you less available for anyone. I think that it makes you much more available and available in a healthier way. I love that. Thank you for sharing. Sonata, did you want to say? Do you want to answer? Thank you. I, so I, along with Lindsay, I want to share the first time that I did it. I, my best friend was also in the group. And so like, just to give some examples, like throughout time, like let's say she was like dating somebody after this process took place. And if they were like treating her, you know, not so well, or just whatever, you know, questionable behavior, she would constantly be like, damn it, I am married to myself. I am not going to put up with this behavior. And I just used to love that. Or like, you know, she'll still say that, like, we'll say that to each other. Like Lindsay was saying, you know, her and her friends say things to each other. Like, You'll be like, listen, you know, I'm married to myself. I should really be treating myself better, you know, like sort of visualizing yourself as like, an, you know, we're so taught to treat everyone else better, right? Like our parents and our children and our teachers and our bosses, but like we sort of come last, you know? And yeah, so I really wanted to share that example because I think this definitely like reframes how you approach yourself. You know, and I think this is an infamous Deva phrase, but it's like how you show up for yourself, you know, like, and truly, if you show up for yourself differently to what Atari was saying, you're going to show up for everyone else better too, right? Like, it's like a ripple effect. So yeah, I just wanted to share that little example. That's awesome. That's wonderful. That's really wonderful. Renner Francis, before we move on, do either of you want to share? No problem. If not, no. Yeah, no. Go ahead, Ren. Yeah. I don't, I don't have a whole lot to share on it, but ju just the what you said about it, I think that's so perfect. And I've noted, you know, it's like I said, something I'm really up against right now. It's not not something I feel I have yet transcended, but the level that I'm able to, when things do come up, have come up with my partner, when things have come up, I've been able to like, it, you know, as sticky and as bad as it's felt at times, I've been able to be like, okay, that's not what I want because through this process, I've really learned what I do want like that that's been very clear of like the actual relationship that I want with myself and with a partner are clearer and so I'm able to step back and be like okay cool that yeah I see how that's negatively affecting you like I'm gonna go work on that because that's not right to either of us and so I think that it's it it's added a level of self-sufficiency and like self-knowing that change and growth are within reach and I've been able to prove to myself that more and more. So I just wanted to add that. Thank you. Ren. I haven't, you know, married myself yet and I'm not in a partnership with somebody, but I'm noticing how I interact with people. Now I'm, it's, I feel like I've 
I've done this like 90 or 180 degree shift and I'm trying to show up more authentic and more loving, listening better, you know, better boundaries. It's like, I'm, and so every experience I get, we're meeting new people or trying to, you know, get engaged with other people. I really, I really want to practice all these great things that I'm learning. So I just, I'm really ambitious about it. And it's hard though. I do have to say it's hard. And I do take a couple steps forward and one step back, but I can feel, I can feel with my intent that my relationships are shifting and I'm showing up better. That's awesome. Well, my next question is, maybe this is a question for Deva, but how is marrying yourself different from reparenting? I think a lot of our listeners are familiar with internal family systems or other inner child work where we kind of take over and tell ourselves, I have you now, like, I'm not going to let you down. And, you know, taking a very protective and loving approach to ourselves. And how is this different than that? Well, it's inclusive of that versus different. So parenting ourselves is an essential part of the engagement process. And before we, we, we need to have that right relationship with our inner parts upon our wedding day. So it's a part of it, but there are so many parts of it. So there's other lens to look through, as I was saying, the, through the feminine and the masculine and different masculine archetypes that are part of our being as well and growing into those and, and, and romancing ourselves is a whole different angle to be in beloved relationship, romantic relationship with oneself is a different channel than the parenting, right? right. Like it's like there's you parent your kids and your lovers over here, it's different. So there it's, it's a big part of it, but it's certainly, it's like one petal of, of a flower with many petals. Okay. Makes sense. Thanks. If anybody has any kind of insider thought about the, what it's like to approach the divine of, of the, the sex that you don't identify with. So what it feels like for the men to interact with the divine feminine or, or the women to interact with the divine masculine within themselves. If anybody has any thoughts about that, I'm, I'm really curious as to how that feels. Sonata, I saw you. <laughs> You're not in the way Deva has this set up is that there's modules, but in person, you know, we do like a different component, like when we meet per month. So I think Lindsay and I had, you know, maybe slightly different sort of variation, like how it's set up. But so there's several of them that really stood out, right? And like really hit my heart. And one of them was actually the feminine and masculine piece. And so during that part, like, I learned that my masculine side tends to be rather like weak and sort of like gets run over by the feminine side, you know, and um, really helped me to understand like, how do I grow into like a stronger masculine side within myself, you know, and like that relationship. And it was a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun to really grasp this concept of the feminine and masculine sides of yourself and like to identify them, you know, even like the exercises we do with Deva is like, what, what does that sound like? What, what parts of yourself, you know, in your daily life, like in your communication with yourself and in your life, how do these parts show up? So I really loved that part and still till this day, like for sure, that one seems like the most vital for me. Wonderful. Thank you. 
it's really interesting observation too, right? To like to see and characterize and recognize that other aspect and how it shows up, right? Because because you're yeah, always showing like, up, yeah. Like one way I could give an example. I mean, this kind of like you know, it seems very sort of like cliche, maybe, but like one way is like you know, it's like probably the more masculine part of us is like I'll pay the bills, you know, mm. but like that's true, right? Or like that kind of head-on piece, and it kind of adds to Anna's question previously, like you know, the intimacy with ourselves and others, like, since doing this, and needing learning that, like, my masculine side needs to show up, I sort of have to see to myself, like, I'm scared, I don't want to do it. But listen, the masculine side has to shout, like, I'm gonna pay this bill, I'm gonna say what I need to say to this person. And I'm gonna, like, grow it to be stronger, because my, you know, organic internal structure is like, ah, that's okay you know like I'll look at it later you know <laughs> yeah absolutely that's wonderful thank you so going back to what I had asked Deva earlier about this program might be like in general more for women when you think about codependency you typically think about women just because I feel like that's how we were raised it's like what the Disney movies all prep us and prime us for in our childhood like there's even a book that's called women who love too much. And the author's like, I, I wanted to say men too. Men can also love too much. It's just like, typically women love too much, or I should say women typically are more codependent, but can one of the men maybe answer the question, why is marrying yourself important to men? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I think it is very important. I definitely understand the, the perception that you were just laying out that, that women are perhaps more conditioned or more trained or there's an expectation that, that they'll need a relationship more or that they're going to be more giving of themselves. I totally understand that. But I promise you, in my experience, I've, I've known so many men in codependent situations, so many men who give too much of themselves, so many men who don't know how to provide for themselves. And I have absolutely been one of those men in each of those categories at one time or another. I think that what happens so often is that it isn't that men are entirely self-sufficient. It's that they're cauterized to a degree. It's that they're not encouraged to look into themselves. They're not encouraged to listen to what they need. There's huge swaths of things, huge categories that we don't authorize ourselves to, to need or to want or to see as legitimate. And not only can that be a very challenging way of going through life, but it's challenging because we're unaware that there's another option for us. So I think that, not to make a big speech out of it, but I think this is very important for men. I don't want to say more important than for women, but at least on par, perhaps for different reasons. Being able to really listen to ourselves, being able to really provide for ourselves, I think that makes us not just happier and more fulfilled, but better better partners and better men. Yeah, thank you. That's beautiful. Thank you. Thank yeah, you I would, I would love to that. speak. Yeah, right. well. yes, please. please. Yeah. Yeah, I'm so glad you brought that back up, Atoro. I think that, yeah, talking about us being cauterized is, is such a great way to phrase it. I think that's a big part of it is women, for all the negative ways women are conditioned, women also communicate. And they're, they're taught how to, like, a, I mean, women from, and this obviously is a generalization, but like women from early ages are practicing relationships. Like they're playing house and doctor and, you know, it's like a, 
it's an integrated way of playing while while boys are typically playing war you know so i think from very early on like women really learn how to relate and to integrate and to speak you know their feelings and things like that and that's one of the biggest ways men and women miss one another that's a whole another conversation but yeah i think men we did one module with this guy named Abram Weiss, who if you're, y'all are not familiar, you should check him out. He is incredible. He, he kind of pioneered this thought called men's fear of women. And it's, I could talk about that for a couple hours too, but he basically talks about how most men are walking around thinking like, man, I really wish I could talk about this with someone, you know, with, with a man. And, but we're so societally trained to not feel that way, not need that thing, not speak that way. You know, it's, it's kind of put onto us as like weak and effeminate and, you know, all these things that we don't want to be, or like are taught are wrong to be. So I think this, you know, I touched on this at the beginning, talking about being in relationship with men through this process, just how valuable that is to be like, oh, like you too. Oh, all of us, you know? So I think this process is so so valuable to men to be able to tap into that inner part of ourselves that we all have and to share and connect and, you know, look at those. I mean, I think a, a huge part of my codependency has been shame for being codependent because I'm a man and I'm not supposed to care, you know, like I'm supposed to be, be fine without it or something like that. So yeah, I think just being able to be in a group of like safe, connected, good people to like really, really peel the layers back and look at yourself and like have the support of other men for me has been instrumental in coming into my own skin and feeling, just feeling like a, like a real man, quote unquote. So, yeah. Thank you. I think we have one final question here as we are about to, to finish up. We're coming up to the, the top, the top of the hour. Anna, do you want to go ahead and answer and ask it? Yes. I guess this question will be just for Sonata, Deva, and Lindsay, though. Okay. Or anybody who's prepared their vows. What changes did you find in yourself when you made your vows? Like when you actually got married, was it a magical shift? Like, can you talk about the actual vow process? I'll go first on that. Well, it was magical, but it wasn't like, oh, a magical thing because of the engagement process. That I think when people are going directly to getting married and they make some vows and they invite people to watch, you know, it's an, it's an event, you know, it's a whoa. And we build up to it and we grow and we grow and we grow. And so it's like we're bake and bake and bake. And so then on our wedding day, we are baked. And so we're sitting really, I sat really deep inside myself. You know, I have married myself like five or six times, by the way. So at this point, as I go through it with each group, but I, the vows themselves are, are very intentional. Like you, like really the words are very, just like when you make vows with another person, it's so important. And what, and I do teach the difference between vows and intentions because we could get in trouble with breaking vows, you know, this is all about learning, deepening and trust with ourselves. So we want to have an alignment with what a vow is and what an intention is. And, and yeah, it becomes like really claiming your backbone. It's like, that is the backbone. Like if you, we all have these backbones, right? And, and it gives this sense of vertical 
empowerment and it's always there our backbone and it's it's the vows make up each vertebrae in a sense and each one is really important and i know for myself i've been very thorough i've made the vows in relationship to my heart and my body and and the planet and it's just like it's they are my guideposts and they never need to change really because they are they are guideposts that can be through my whole life. So it's very anchoring and it's the foundation. The vows are the foundation. And yeah, it's, it's an amazing thing that no matter what happens in life, those vows stay intact. Beautiful. Lindsay or Sonata, do you I'll, I'll jump in. So when I think back on the engagement, I was really uncomfortable. Like looking, so Deva makes us look in the mirror and make eye contact with, with ourselves. I don't know if you all have ever done that, but that is, that can be really, that can bring up a lot. And for me, it brought up a lot of insecurity that I had. And it was very challenging for me to look in the mirror at myself without kind of crying. Like I, I didn't, I didn't realize how uncomfortable it was for me to look deep into my, like we have to look deep and longing into our eyes in the mirror as we make this commitment, this engagement to ourselves. And that was really awkward for me. And so what really sticks out for me, one of the things that sticks out for me a lot in terms of the vows and the vow process and committing, making those vows to self is that repeating that exercise at the end of this journey and having to then look at in the mirror again and say your vows and intentions out loud to yourself in front of people again, because you get engaged to yourself in front of people looking in the mirror, making loving, longing eye contact. And the, there was a clear shift in my confidence in that moment too. So, you know, witnessing or experiencing that on the, in the vow process, like of actually saying the vows to myself, like I had no discomfort in looking at myself. Like I, I actually stared at myself, paused various times in saying my vows because I meant it. Like it was a very serious moment to me. And I don't know that I had that same sense of certainty on the engagement side. I was kind of like, yeah, I guess I'm, I guess I'm getting engaged to myself. I guess I'm making this commitment. And this, and Deva gives us a little bit more of a script on the engagement side as we're going into the journey, but the vows and intentions are totally ours as a result of the journey that you go through as part of this process. And so just that comfort and the confidence on the vow side is one thing that I would really elevate changes or shifts as you make those vows and intentions to yourself. It's like, you really believe it and you really sit in it. The other thing that I would probably just underscore is like my vows and intentions are a real source of accountability for me. You know, I, I don't know that we often, we think about goals and things of that nature as like a space to hold yourself accountable to actually doing things and getting certain things done and meeting certain metrics. But when, in terms of my vows, like to Davis point, those are like my guiding lights for how I show up for and hold space for like my feelings, recognize my insecurities, but not let them define me, you know? So really 
flip them on their head in some ways and, and see them as things that I'm secure with about myself, or at least have awareness of, you know, like, uh, or at least are calling attention to like, hey, maybe you need to check vow to check in with yourself about these things, the ways that you're feeling, the ways that you're showing up. And so they've really just become kind of that, to David, to use your words, I guess, like that guiding light, that guidepost. And so that is something that's really changed for me. Mine are in the notes in my phone. I have referenced them plenty of times. Last year, I renewed my vows. So I had an opportunity on, I think it might've been the day before my actual wedding anniversary to redo the exercise of saying vows, my vows to myself in the mirror. And it was amazing to me that nothing had changed about my confidence, you know, even in the course of the year of being disconnected from the process and the journey. And so I would say that you just never lose that. You never, when you come out on the other end of the experience, you don't really lose the impact even as life keeps lifing and things keep happening and you might not always a hundred percent be feeling your best. So, so yeah, I mean, that's kind of how I would sum that up. Thank you. I think to what Anna had said earlier, it was a question like, you know, something like how deep you show up for others is how deep you show up for yourself. I can't remember who said it, but it was Anna, yeah. So, I mean, I think that the vows are kind of like that exact thing. Like how deep are you going to go with yourself, right? Like whatever it is that you see or promise to yourself or carry through with yourself, that's what you're going to get, right? So like for me, the vows were also really important. I mean, I think everybody that was there, I wanted to go as deep as I could because I really want to show up for myself like to that degree, you know? I think people can choose whatever level they want to show up to, you know, for themselves. And I think, you know, to what Atoro said and even my sort of initial interest in this program, which is that like people are going to come and go, but like my longest relationship is going to be with myself you know, as I'm embodied here. And I really want to do myself like the best service possible, you know? And so those vows are kind of like, this is it. Like, I really commit to you. And so even when I haven't been in the program or thinking about it, I just know that there's this unwavering commitment to myself. Like I'm not leaving myself. I'm in it to win it, you know? And like, I'm willing to listen to whatever part of me needs me sort of. Beautiful. Thank, Thank you. you. Do you guys eat wedding cake? We yeah. did have cake. We did have cake, actually. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> mm-hmm. Just curious if it's like you get the ring and you get wedding cake. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We had cake and we we had food and cake in our last round and we we dance, lots of dancing. And the online experience is, you know, gonna be set up a little bit different because people are proposing more in their own private space and then they come and share about it. But we might like create togetherness around it. It's really important, I think, the community. Yeah, Yeah. Francis, you definitely gotta make yourself some cake of some sort, right? When you come to that. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I'll also say we don't wear white necessarily. I know a lot of people associate weddings with wearing a, a white dress. It's kind of like underscores that point of showing up as who you are and you wear you know, what makes you feel good. And so for me that day, it was a yellow dress. I, I, I bought a dress that was yellow, you know, and, uh, but everybody had on something different. And so that is also the beautiful thing about the experience too, is like, we get to 
define what what marriage looks like to ourselves without really subscribing to, I guess, how society is, has defined it for us, at least on that particular day. So some people do show up in white, but there's the flexibility to kind of show up how you, how you want to be. So. Wonderful. Thank you. So we've come to the end of our circle of sharing. David, did you want to add anything before we, we close today? Well, I'm just so moved to be listening to everyone. And I really thank everyone for coming and sharing your experience with others. I think it's, I don't know, for me, it's been one of the, the most important things I've done as an adult is to marry myself and to do the work towards the marriage. It really has changed my life. And I love witnessing and hearing every from everyone. I'm so moved right now. So. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I, I, I love being witness to how much effort and love you've put into to knowing yourself and, and to going through this process. So thank you for, for being here and for sharing with our listeners about your experience. It's wonderful. Thank you. Yeah. All right. Bye, everybody. Bye, y'all. Thanks. Thank you so much. It was wonderful to be together. Thank you. Thank you for listening to this panel on this spiritual fix. If you would like to hear more about our panelists, you can go to thisspiritualfix.com and look up blog 5.13 for all the information on our panelists, as well as the fact that you can go to themarryingyourselfjourney.com for more information on how to join this journey with Deva. Thanks so much. And remember, humility Gratitude, acceptance, done. Let me tell y'all a riddle. There are four girls and four apples in a basket. Every girl takes an apple, yet one apple remains in the basket. How is this possible? The answer, one girl took the basket. She took the last apple while it was in the basket. Sometimes all it takes is a perspective shift. This is my specialty, y'all, and I am opening up two spots in the next two months for dedicated journeyers to work with me to find peace, purpose, and most importantly, perspective. In these journeys, we co-create a curriculum that suits your current blocks, goals, and needs, and we use all the tools, shadow work, books, fiction, remote viewing, intuition, meditation, guided journeys, energy healing, dreaming techniques, you name it, we do it, and all to achieve a commonly held set of objectives. And if you're interested in hearing more, Book a free call with me at www.chriswilsey.com forward slash discover.